0: We all have them. We all talk about them. But only two men have decided to make a podcast about their weekends.
1: Do you have a good Saturday? What do you do? Anything good? Um I went to <laughs> We didn't do much in the day. Two best mates. The issues are with the treatments and where researchers might. I mean, this is boring chatting at this.
0: In an uncut chat about their weekends.
1: I actually felt disappointed because I ordered a rubber seal for the oven door and it didn't turn up. Starring Tim and Gendal. Dad's getting pizza. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> big, big dad Can on I campus. Just say, I didn't hey, click your fingers and go, mm. You did? Did you mean, hey kids? Dance getting pizza. Tim again's weekend podcast. Anything could happen. So that's the trailer for the podcast? Yeah. What do you think? American voice? Explosions, you know, do you, do you not think it's horrifically over the top? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's perfect. Cool, cool. It's done then. <laughs> Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We're going to talk about each song, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. So if you're the kind of person who'd like a new mixtape every Monday, please hit the subscribe button and it would be amazing if you would leave a positive review on whatever platform you're listening on. And even better, if you want to help me grow my audience, please consider telling a friend about it. It would mean the world to me if you did that. Now, usually when I do these intros, you hear me speaking in hushed tones because I'm recording them at midnight in my living room, trying not to disturb everyone else that's in my house. But right now i 'm in the Southwest in devon i 'm looking at the ocean i 've just had fish and chips by the sea how How lovely is that um, and i just i 've just ducked out to record this intro before going back to my family. Uh, we had a great reaction to last week 's episode uh, i 'm really, really grateful to Victoria Penrose for the amount of hustle she 's put into sharing her episode. She reshared every post. That I put out on Instagram And the numbers have been great And on that actually April has been my best month today I hit a bit of a milestone in terms of downloads So I just want to take a moment and say thank you To everyone who's listened and shared the podcast And supported it so far uh, It really does mean a lot When you when you hit these little landmarks um, So I'm absolutely made up So this week's guest is a stand-up comedian Originally from Canada, but currently residing in L.A. Uh, I, he's one of my hidden hopes, one of the guys that I just reached out to on Instagram, and he was into the idea. So here we are. I hope you enjoy it. This week's guest is Dave Mirhage. How are we doing, man? Good. How are you, man? Thank you for having me. Ah, it's good, good, good to have you, man. Like I said, it's, it's been... It's Initially, when I, when I first kind of relaunched this podcast, like... The first like twenty something episodes were all stand ups. You know, a, 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 oh, okay. lot, a lot of guys that I knew from like the circuit over here. But I would also sort of tap up stand ups uh, on the other side of the pond because I yep. knew, just like me, they would be sat around twiddling their thumbs, looking looking for some way to talk about themselves because the shows were gone. <laughs> yeah, but I've you know I've made a point of trying to like branch out and get different guests from loads of different sort of subcultures and it I've had loads of really interesting conversations but uh, and then so for a while I was just like I need to get some different kinds of guests and not just talk to stand-ups and I've kind of gone the whole opposite way I've just gone I need Definitely. to talk to a comedian because <laughs> it's I been hear, a while it,
0: it is, yeah it is good though to get a different perspective i guess uh if you're just doing a bunch of comedians like the venture out I, I feel that's a good that, that breaks it up a little bit
1: well yeah because like I, the last thing i want is, is for people to to get bored of listening to comedians bitch about the fact that they they, they don't have as many shows or no shows at all yeah yeah but, that could get tackling. <laughs> but it's there's there's been enough of a, of a gap so um so, so so where in the world are you right now
0: I'm in Los Angeles, Um, I live here now, I moved in June of last year to Los Angeles. So was it New York before that? It was New York, sorry, Uh, it was actually, it was Los Angeles in around 2015-16 for like a year or about two years and then I moved to New York till about last
1: year. Okay. So I came back to LA. So how did you find like, you know, being in LA and then going to New York, how did you find? The what, what was the difference? I mean, cause like from, from the outside looking in, you know, watching the shows yeah. and stuff, it seems like there's a lot of hustle about doing stand-up in New York and you can, you can do so many shows in a night because it's so easy to get around. Whereas LA, it's a lot harder to get that kind of volume. Yeah. I think I
0: originally moved to New York because I'll, I just, at the time, didn't really like Los Angeles as a city um that was my main specific reason i guess and i knew comedy was was there's more clubs and more spots to jump on there too that was that was also in my mind when i made that decision to move and yeah la is a bit everything's a bit more spaced out new york's i feel you know i'm not the first obviously to say this but it is a very heavy stand up if you want to get really really great dope at comedy i think new york is one of the best places to live to become like a really really good stand-up community i uh,
1: I, I went to danger fields when i the, the first time i went to new york um and it's weird like in the uk like stand-up shows have a very finite ending you know like it's a fairly set format you know you might have five acts a couple of intervals you know yeah you know, headline and all that yeah. so like we went into danger fields and we're like okay cool and the show just kept going and going and going to the point where my wife was looking at me going like this do we just leave when we want to leave does the show it, you know <laughs> to to the point where like the old guy that served us drinks got up and started telling some jokes i was like what like what's going on um oh yeah i feel like a very
0: new york thing i guess i've seen it myself i've been a part of shows like that but it is like it feels like this it never stops like it's like five in the morning, you know. Yeah, they're still going like the city itself I find also never sleeps kind of thing you know that, that old that thing they say about it is like yeah it, it's lively a lot of the hours that other places aren't but yeah that that could be like it is funny that the guy
1: serving you the drinks is like it's my turn now <laughs> yeah and he was he was old he was old yeah. as fuck and he was funny he was funnier than some of the acts
0: oh like, yeah he had like I think, yeah he, he had a lot of um ammo i guess I, <laughs> I assume
1: so uh so how so, so you've been in la how long since you moved by? well i i
0: so when i moved in june i i started to i i got some work in canada around like september so i flew back to canada that's where i'm originally from so i flew to toronto to do some some tapings um from from september and then i had another one in um December and my family's in Canada, so I just decided to stay. And then I had some other work, so I was in Toronto, I would say, till about Good Friday in April. And then I flew back to Los Angeles. So when I moved when I moved here for the second time, I really was only here for about like two and a half months. Right. And then I just left for Canada, and then now I
1: just came back. And and how are things over there now? Because it it seems like things are it's starting to open up again. yeah.
0: Well, I think everyone's getting. Like vaccinated, I feel it feels like. I know I know most of the people around me have been either like they got their first shot or they've been fully vaccinated. So there's like outdoor shows that are happening. I think the indoor shows are probably soon gonna be announced and happening. I would say maybe within a month. It seems like it. I don't again, I don't really know, but it does have a very like let's get ready to open it back up again vibe compared to like when I was here originally in
1: June. Yeah, last year when I came. To- it's it's starting to feel that way here too. Like I've I've started okay. seeing, like, gigs getting offered out on the forums over here. Perfect. I I've not brought myself to. I haven't been able to bring myself to apply for any yet because there's that. I've 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 been I've been hurt before, Dave. Like, I will believe it yeah. when I see it, kind of deal, you know. And as it stands, oh I ha- yeah, I haven't I haven't got on stage since last July because it's been so stop start and yeah I've kind of because I've, I've had this to focus on which has been great and I've kind of just put comedy to one side and when yeah and when the gigs start happening I will I'll put myself back out there but like I, I don't want to get disappointed you know like I don't want to look forward to gigs and then it all kicks off again no. Well,
0: yeah, that's what happened in Canada when I did the two taping, or, yeah, uh, and, you know, it kind of like, I got there and it started, to, I hadn't been on stage in eight months before that, before September of last year, and it, and it kicked off, like you say, and then the tapings, and I think we were doing comedy, you know, not indoors, uh, it, it, indoors if it was a TV taping, but I mean, we were doing outside shows around this. and that was until like November 13, and then it shut down again. And then in December, I did uh, taping and then it was shut down again until like I got back to L.A. So like that. I know what you mean about that. Like you get your hopes up and then they shut it back down again. But, you know, it's good now. I don't think here, you know, again, like I said, it feels like everyone's getting vaccinated. So I think it's 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 good to go. And it's just been such a fun, fun thing. And I think the break, you know, I found the break for me personally, not that I wanted it to happen, but like I looked at it at least to try to find some sense of positive in it. It was like very helpful in regrouping and and deciding how I want to take things or deciding maybe the direction of my comedy. So it was very, I had some time to myself to think about it. And I think it's, I appreciate it a lot more. I'm having a lot more fun too, because I'm like, oh shit, it was gone for like whatever, eight, 10, like for a long time. It seemed like it. So I I am uh, having a fun, fun time.
1: Maybe more than before. Oh yeah, like I, I kind of feel that way. Like so, like I'm, I'm guilty of sticking with the same material for a long time and polishing and polishing and polishing to the point where it it really does it kills, you know. Yeah. But to my detriment, I shy away from doing new materials often as I should. So like, if if I turned up to like a like a new material night and it was full, I'd be like, oh no, I'm not bombing in front of these guys. Like I wanna. I want to I want to knock out the park kind of thing and that's 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 fun for for the night but there's no growth that comes out of that so like I'm looking forward um, to like writing new things and I, I'm not going to my thing is I don't want to take that for granted anymore I need to take a few more risks write some new stuff and that—that's what I look forward to. So right now, it's almost like I've gone through joke rehab, and it's kind of out of my system. But at the same time, I'm really looking forward to my next gig.
0: No, I and I think you should—that's a good mentality to have, man. You should take—you know—you're taking something from this in 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 a in a good direction and growth-wise too. Instead of like, well, I'm going to go back to just doing the same routine that I was doing or same type of behavior. So I think that's dope.
1: Yeah, man. So you sent me your your playlist ahead of us talking. Yeah. So I'm curious to know how you approach putting this together. Because you sent a couple of versions. You said sent- I did, yeah. I,
0: I I think initially it was off like instinct and like gut feeling of like what excited me. I was like and I, I don't think I was like putting a lot of thought into it. So then I I think that's why I sent like multiple, the the art the uh, songs by the same artist, because I was like, oh, this is the song I've been listening to lately. This is the song that puts me in a certain mood. And this is the vibe that I, I feel I've been on uh, when I listen to music. And that's how I kind of picked it. I picked it in like, what kind, what am I listening to now? And what sticks with me? Um, and also like, what are the, some of the stuff that I uh, eventually go back to and bring it back. Cause I'll do that sometimes. I was like, Oh, what? and then I'll play this sh- the shit out of that song, dude. Like I'll just constantly play it. So yeah, it was, uh, that's how I kind of put it together. And then I put it together and like, I-, I don't know anything about DJing or making a playlist. I don't act like I do. I was just like, okay, this is the music that kind of like, uh, is like more high energy and like mm-hmm. gets you going. And then it kind of goes into, uh, like, I guess like R&B, somber music, and then it kind of ends off with like more somber. I guess it got, it got hella sad, I guess, by the end.
1: Well, it's, you know, it goes where it goes, man. Um, all yeah. right, so so who's your first track by?
0: Um, Let me, I should, uh, the first track is North Face by Gabba Ghoul. I'd never and, uh, heard of, of Gaba Ghoul before. And so they're uh yeah they're canadian um i don't know why i said it that way <laughs> like i said <laughs>
1: like apologetically they're canadian
0: yeah uh, but um it's in, it's interesting like um a friend of mine who's a producer and a rapper himself bronze so he had um i I'd met him through a mutual friend and he had um done the album artwork for me for a comedy album i put out that won a juno which is uh, the the award show here in Canada, like the Grammys type thing, for like best comedy album. So I really like vibed with him, and he started doing more artwork for me. And he was he's a great producer, dope rapper. So he had introduced me to this a rapper from Toronto. They're both from Toronto. Rob GF, and he put me onto Rob GF, and and me and, and me and Rob linked up. And his music is as a solo artist is amazing. And then he had they told me about this project they both did where he were together called Gobble. And North Face is you know are you familiar with the brand North Face? Very it's yes. It's like uh yeah. So it's uh and that song specifically when he sent it to me it just would get me jacked up like it just had like I'm a lot of times I don't listen to lyrics which is probably not a good thing but it's more of the beat and the energy of, of it and where mm-hmm. I'm at with it. it excites me a lot and then I kind of like forget to pay attention sometimes to the lyrics but with this song, dude, it just write one from the beginning when it hits. Uh, and it's just it's just a whole because I had sent it to someone I was trying to describe it as like it's just a whole mood like you're constantly I felt like I was up here like I would play it and to leave the house like to get me Mm -hmm. jacked up I was like let me put on North Face and I remember being in where I was staying in Toronto in the elevator and I would start to like start to like I almost wanted to jump in the elevator. I move around like you know. I'm pretty sure I freaked out people when the door opened and there's this <laughs> grown man dancing in the elevator. But um, to the point where I asked them to be, if they're making a video, I'm like, can I be in the video? That's how much I love this song. I was like, hey man, I don't know what the concept. If you are doing a video at all, I would like to be in it.
1: <laughs> that's that's dedication to, to 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 one track.
0: Yeah, sorry, it's Toronto too. It's Canadian. Yeah. yeah not canadian i mean he's just like an artist from the city that i lived in a lot, a lot of like oh 15 plus years and it's it's got a, I feel it's got a new wave to a new sound to it so yeah i was really excited to put it on the playlist to be honest with you
1: yeah because like i'm i'm a bit of a i've, I've spoke about it before like on the podcast look like i I, I'm, I love hip-hop but i yeah. i have dabbled like I, i'm i've never gone all in to the point where like I've, I've stayed on top of everything that's current and there's there, there's there's been this period within hip-hop with the the sort of auto-tuned lyrics and the mcs are almost singing rather than sort of your conventional yeah. sort of flow and i've a lot of that stuff i can kind of take or leave so this this playlist has kind of put me in a position where I had to pay more attention to yeah. that that kind of hip hop, and and try and sort of find my place within it. And, and 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 I mean, and this first track, it it feels like there's a lot there. There's so many layers to the production. There's like it's 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 almost like they've thrown everything and and the kitchen sink at it. Like there's there's a lot of. There's a lot of noise there you know what i mean yeah. but i i see exactly what you mean about like the energy and yeah i you know what i i watched your uh your netflix set a couple of hours ago with my wife and I'm like, yeah. i i kind of see why this resonates with you because there is this kind of frenetic energy about the way yeah. you start a set like it's um so like i i kind of i kind of see exactly why you you would kind of be aligned with this um so it it took me a couple of listens to kind of get into this because it's not the normal kind of hip-hop that I would go for but but that's kind of that's kind of one of the good things about doing this and and having all these different guests bringing these these different mixtapes is that I have to listen to new stuff I have to sort of get out of my comfort zone a little bit so this is this this was a good way of starting
0: yeah it's like you know uh, and I agree with you like you know I started in an air not started I mean like I would listen to Tupac like I'm 40 years old so I, mm-hmm. I the era that I remember being a teen or even in college was the Tupac, Biggie, Busta Rhymes, Eminem mm-hmm. so I understand sometimes there's a resistance with this type of sound but I you know I never wanted to be one of those people that's like an old head I guess where they're like you know remember my time so I I was just, I don't know, I just really love the sound again. And if you really listen to it a few times, you can see that it's like, you know, there is auto-tune and singing, but I love those type of melodies. And mm-hmm. I, I would joke with Rob because I would tell him, I'm like, yo, I like, I like to cry. And I like girls, I like being emotional. So he'd send me these songs that aren't released yet. He's like, oh, I got a whole batch of those. And I was like, <laughs> okay, send <it." laughs> All right, so this track is? This track is um, North Face by Gabagool Gang.
1: All right, so moving on from Gabagool Gang,
0: who are we listening to next? We have Peaches by Justin Bieber featuring
1: Daniel Caesar and Giveon. So at first glance, that feels like a left turn, but like when you listen to the production in this, the backing track, that's a hip-hop track.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it immediately, I was like, this is a hit. I remember listening to it and I was like, this is a hit, man. There's no way. And then obviously it is, but not because it's just Justin and them. It's just that, Yeah, I don't know, dude, I had this like Bouncy, happy feeling. I just felt happy. I remember sending it to friends like, yo, what a way to kick off your day. This is such good energy. And Daniel Caesar's from Canada as well. So Justin and Daniel are from Canada. Daniel's albums on his own are just so amazing songwriter, singer, just beautiful music. And Giveon, I just kind of got into because he was on Drake's song, Chicago Freestyle. He was on the chorus and I started to get into his music and I just feel he has a very unique voice. Mm-hmm. As well, like a very unique sound, and and he, again another great songwriter, and it's uh, I, I love when he makes heartbreaking music. I'm a, I, I'm a sucker for sad, sad music.
1: Oh, me too, man. Um, like uh, I, I, I get very self indulgent with the kind of melancholic kind of songs that sound sad yet somehow happy at the same time. So you you know what I mean? Like there's there's like a wistfulness oh, yeah. to some yeah. tunes, but like when you think about where justin bieber came from like musically like un unashamedly pop this this youtube yeah. pop cherub <clears throat> to where he's he, he is now um he seems to have gone through his kind of slightly rebellious phase which we, we which most of us felt was a bit tedious but he you listen to music like this, and he's you, you got to hand it to him. Like this is a this is a legit song, and I've 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 thought that about a lot of the material he's released over what the last three or four years. I mean, yeah. and I, I don't know he works with our songwriters and producers, but it's it's almost annoying at this point that he's kind of pulled it off and he's getting away with it. He's gone from like tween to yeah. legit artist, and it's uh it's, it's another thing about doing this podcast is it it it, it kind of uh, it kind of creates guilty pleasures for me like I, would, I, I do not want to admit that I like Justin Bieber music but I find myself saying it you know um I was like you I remember I would do a joke about
0: Justin obviously it like it was like when he was early on and I, I I would say I was a hater and then a friend of mine in Calgary Canada uh calgary Alberta. sorry he um we were watching the documentary remember he put out that documentary and i kind of changed my tune after that i said wow i was like this guy this is great let me look and listen and i started i'm a fan i love the purpose album that's one of my favorite albums so and then when this came out too it's such a good chorus as well dude it's such a catchy hook the hook is very very catchy i think he and he also talks about his his behavior coming up in on this album like the song uh, um lonely I think it's produced by Benny Blanco, um, so it's great, dude. I really like that. He's talking about that and giving it. I even listened to the the Freedom EP, the gospel album. No, I'm a fan, man. I think he's just one of the you know one of the dopest musicians of of that is out there right now. And and this song is such a good time, and the video is such a good time. Their outfits. And then just it's it's great, dude. This, this is one of my favorite tracks, man. So I had to get it on the, uh, on
1: there hundred percent. Alright, so moving on
0: from Justin Bieber, who's up next? Now we have slime mentality
1: which is by NBA YoungBoy. It's an, another artist that I, I hadn't heard of or listened to before. And this this is a similar thing to the Gabagool like there, there's there's a little bit of that autotune but but I, I think I like this slightly more because I can hear the lyrics better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this yeah. the, the production on this is a little bit more stripped back it's not as busy so you can kind of yeah. you can kind of focus on the vocal a little bit more because there's 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 less distraction you know around it
0: yeah and and, and you want that with NBA because he's, he paints such vivid pictures of his of his of his life and his surroundings and that's what draw, draws me to NBA young boy is that the rawness of it it's very raw man and it's like you know he's painting this picture of how he grew up and it's just so so well dude and it gets you in that mood even if you're not you didn't grow up in that type of environment or you maybe can't relate um he, it's just so vivid it's great storytelling I find and it's just raw man like you really feel when he's saying it and I think uh, you know I, I felt that when I would listen to Tupac or I felt that when I listened to Eminem I felt like they made me feel what they're, they were going through and I think that's a great attribute for an artist and i don't know if there's a lot of people right now that are like nba young boy he's very raw he's he's very he's very drawing like some some tough things that you know uh i don't know if they're hard for him to talk about a rap and it's honest and it's real it just feels real where it's like, I don't know if this, is, you know, I feel like he's telling the, a real story, whereas opposed to sometimes with other artists, you might feel it's manufactured or they're not really living that life. Or, you know, this feels very raw, authentic. And uh, and uh, yeah, it gets me going, dude. I remember like, I get like, yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna do laundry today. Like I am purely
1: jacked.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to write the laundry after this. <laughs> And I look crazy sometimes when I play it in the car. The windows would be down. And I'm just like, I like to like do act outs. Yeah. So I'm just like, you hear that song, and then you hear me just kind of at a, like at a red light just going off. So I don't know, man. A, me and my brother actually were texting about NBA Youngboy today because he was saying he was trying to relate him to Tupac. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't necessarily, you know, they're obviously two completely different artists. But I mean, just Tupac's energy was so... You know, it so it felt like so raw, man. Like mm-hmm. when he hit the beam, he's like, "Let me tell you what's going on." And I feel that with NBA Youngboy.
1: It's it's crazy the uh, invisibility cloak that we that we think the car is, but definitely isn't. Because on more than yeah. one occasion, I've been like bouncing around my own car and then look to the right and go, "Okay, let's style this out." <laughs> that sounds so it's either you try and style it out Or you just fucking own it And go Don't care Yeah
0: you gotta You gotta own it
1: You gotta You gotta double down
0: Crackin' your shit Just to see what's on your mind huh? I'm Yombo I have a Kaelin wipe And yeah she slime Police on my ass, Gotta watch the way I'm slime He actin' hot Them slimes Without an easy's mind Yeah I pull up actin' in a photo You'll think my niggas with me in this bitch With bomb solo And me channin' a soap But still a comin' Kickin' front door Bro
1: geekin' out that all right, so moving on. Who's up next? We have our Kodak Moments by Roshan and Gnome. This might this might be my favorite track on your mixtape. Maybe because it's a little bit more of a conventional hip-hop arrangement and it yeah. it's like it's like a really nice mellow loop and it's a it's a more traditional delivery of the vocal, but yeah, I was, I, I was, I was into this.
0: I, I, you know, now from what you told me earlier in, in the podcast, or yeah, in the plate, like how you like what kind of rap I feel you like. This makes complete sense that it would be one that you, because I, I found it that too. I found it was great that it was like a mix of that vibe we had back in the day in our generation, also mashed in with new and i and that's i i don't know if that's the production but i think roche i'm gonna call him roche because i know him personally i don't know if he wants i don't even know if he goes by that (laughs) so uh but he 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 had put an out an album before this even if you if you you should look him up anyways on apple and and spotify and download the album previous to this and it was like very he was singing on it and uh, he was rapping as well. But there was a lot of singing, which I really enjoy. I love that style uh, and the whole thing. But I remember him telling me he's going to start, he's going to just put out some tracks that are just pure rapping. And this was pure rapping. This is like a beat and I'm not fucking around and I'm just going to rap. I'm going to give these bars. And uh, he's, he's, he's an amazing rapper. I enjoy his wordplay, everything about it, the production. I met both of them, actually. Um, I know Rocha a little bit more. I remember I was walking. I went and got a COVID test and I was randomly walking down the street in Toronto and I, they were on the porch. I didn't know they lived there. So, so like, yo, D-. he's like, yo, Dave. And then it was like early in the morning, we chopped it up and Bronze, the guy who I was telling you about earlier with Gabagool Gang, he's in a group with Roche back in They we were in a group together. Oh,
1: so they're right. like
0: really good friends. And that's how I met Roche. And like, that's how I met the whole whole uh team so i i saw this was like i think in december i saw him and um and he had just told me he's putting out more music and this was great dude the artwork is great it's just like fun and it's just like again the bars it's just rapping bro so if you really like rapping and some sonic like if uh, yeah it felt like yeah like a pre you know premiere like dj cream premiere sorry vibes you know what i mean and it's really great, dude. I'm glad you enjoyed that song. They'd they, they really get a kick out of that. You folks caption, you know, rapper. You both jacked to my Bo Jackson, an old actor. 30 years in the same bar. Most taffer. And they call me old fashioned. Don't gas you, dumb. Yo, this that rat shit you wanted from me. So if you get. Then you got it coming, I get it going, get the wave up like speed, Pete hit the whip up with
1: it. All right. Pico. So moving on from Roshin and Kodak Moments, who's up next?
0: We have Last Day In by Kodak Black and re- last day. In." I think he I think Kodak was in was doing a was was in jail, I believe. And he got out and just recently and he put that song out and I just felt again he he's like to me he's like he reminds me he's like nba young boy it's like very raw very honest unapologetic and i think kodak is one of my favorite newer artists of this of this uh younger generation he's just like uh and i remember i i saw him in a 7-eleven in la like uh, two years ago <laughs> i think he went to get twizzlers or something he had a box of no it was a box of like sausages i don't know what it was i remember he put it on the counter and he was like, uh, make sure they got them in stock next time. I think they were empty. And I've never seen someone tell uh, staff <laughs> that they should stock up <laughs> at 7-Eleven, which is like a convenience store. Um, I was like, this is, he was, he looked like a rock star. He is a rock star. And this album, I'm I, I, sorry, this song is just so on. There's like a, a few lines on there that I really like. Like he just, I love his flow, man. I love how he just kind of flows on the these melodies, and his just his voice too as well. Like just like NBA YoungBoy, they have a very unique voice that I'm almost listening. They can say whatever, to, they can talk about like toothpaste, you know what I mean, or or a broom, and I was still digging it, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and that kind of that kind of speaks to what I was referencing earlier, where uh, where in a period of hip hop where a lot of people. Are sounding the same. To have a unique yeah. voice is a massive plus at this point. Yeah.
0: And right, and Kodak again is young, right? And it's like very, very like he tells these stories, and he's like from his upbringing and his life that that are very like honest and 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 and, and, and again vivid. He's painting a be- he's painting a dope picture. It's just not talking about money or cars or or women. It's like, yo, this is how I was raised. These are the issues. These are, and it's just great, man. I think he shouts out his mom on this record too, which is is which is amazing.
1: Yeah, that's another thing that will make someone stand out. Like if they're telling a relatable story, rather than bragging about all these stuff that they say they have, but we kind of like yeah, we're not sure you do. Like that that's been sort of played to death. That sort of braggadocious kind of yeah themes and it it will never go away because it's it's like it's like an integral pillar of hip-hop at this point but yeah when someone is brutally honest and they're telling something that is relatable again it's something it's it resonates with people and it stays with them yeah
0: and yeah that's why yeah that's why i enjoyed about it to see if a nigga hungry i done stood up in that water with all kind of
1: divers i done made it out that fire like a firefighter i've been cleaning quarantine with a bad aid up we ain't popping out until they find a vaccine i told my lawyer boy i like a dad. all right so moving on from Out who are we listening to now
0: now we have bringing it back which is uh, off of aj tracy's album it's aj tracy and digga d it's, I think, the new AJ album that came out, Flu Game, which is a song. I, I, I love that album. I wasn't too familiar with AJ. I heard this song before the album came out, and it was just dope, man. It was just going back and forth. I love the whole back and forth, just rapping. It was just bars. It just, they had a good, they have a good flow together, like good bounce back. I, I really like, um, I'm not really, too familiar with UK rap and, and you know I'm trying to get into it more But this is just A standout track to me.
1: Yeah like I, I've, al- I've often wondered How much of it Gets over there You know what I mean Because you, you've you got it In abundance In the States and, yeah. and and I And obviously Like the UK There are There are There are Several different Sort of branches Of Of, of sort of Hip hop In the UK I'm always curious To know How it, it comes across over there
0: I mean like in Canada we're kind of like you know we're a little bit closer to you guys I guess like in understanding to the UK you know, I don't know you know we're but I, I yeah I yeah in america i think it might be dip they might look at it like it's too 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 distant to them where they're like i don't know what these words are mm-hmm. uh, they might not be as open-minded maybe but i i like it dude Skepta's pretty skeptic i feel Skepta's no, people know Skepta mm-hmm. uh gigs too when he, they're all on that drake album more life so i think i think it's more you know what's his name stormzy mm-hmm. uh like pretty much like a mainstream mainstream star um so yeah i this i i don't know i just loved it dude sometimes i don't un- understand what's happening you know i really like the word pagan i don't know what that means uh i i remember understanding what it meant then forgot it um but i don't know i love it i love the i love the the, the, this, this, the just the just about the back and forth man these guys were just rapping like mm-hmm. it was just like that's what we're doing on this record it's just we're gonna rap and just to be everything I enjoy I really enjoy it that's a standout track for me on that album that and I think there's Kuko with with Nav so yeah that I love that record man
1: No you cool my taste me tellin' Tappie's moving shaky I brought my winger back home like Spurs my kettle collections what get caught up and you might get burst. One they screams I'll pay man's hush a with a mashin' purse it could be mine it could be hers who job best our man can curse man's health get worse but this is the old flow my springin' it back like the yola man's bringin' it back all right so moving on from AJ Tracy and Digger Dee we've now got an artist who is a massive name in hip hop yeah. but I have never gone to any lengths to listen to to, to any of, of his material you know like when when someone is sort of held in high regard and talked about so much it almost pushes you away you know like if someone was if yeah. like if someone was raving about a Netflix show you've got to watch you've got to watch you've got to watch yeah. it's like mm, now, now you've just and, and, you and, that's, you got, and that's not me wanting to be contrary i'm just like now cuz you have you've, you've almost overhyped it or i don't i don't know what it is but i've just never gone in so you've actually put me in the I position that, where i have to listen
0: i'm glad i did i thought that with like breaking bad original and uh also Hands Made Tale, handmade tail handmade tail mm-hmm. or even like to this point now it's i feel like i am you know with The Wire and Sopranos, like I've never watched them. So now people, you know, I'm like, I have to watch them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with Drake, I I remember, cause he was on a TV show called Degrassi. And I remember, cause I lived in Toronto for a long time and people would talk about it. And then they, you know, I, w- I came late to the game. I don't want to sit like and say I was so early on. Like he put out mixtapes prior, but I, he, the, the tape that I got into was so far gone. And I remember a friend, Patrick, that's, yeah, he eventually worked at Vice Canada. He would plug me with these newer rappers. So I remember he put me on to Drake, and he put me on to The Weekend early on. And I started listening to So Far Gone. I was like, This is great. It's singing and rapping, and it was just such. I still think that's one of the best tapes out there. Even if you, if you want to revisit it, but with with uh so I was listening early on. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I think yeah. if I came started listening now, it'd be like, oh yeah, you know, I would have maybe the same thing that you that you were feeling. But with Lemon Pepper Freestyles off the three pack that he just put out, I think Scary Hours too. It's just like Rick Ross opens it, and and then Drake just he's just rapping, man, and he's saying he's saying braggadocious things, but they're I feel done in a clever way. They're done yeah. in such a you know like it's so so great it, 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 but
1: but but it, at this point it's a legitimate claim because he is like top of his game yeah like yeah like he, he he has undisputed status so he can he can say all those things because he can back exactly. it up what i object that's what i see. To, what i object to is when people yeah. talk like they're drake and they're not Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm the same tip as you, and that's what thing.
0: That's what the beauty of this record to me is that when he says that stuff, I'm like, wow. Like, and there, yeah, there's a part where he talks about how, like, he doesn't know what you, what people's professions are in Hollywood anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, he's like, I don't even know what these people do. Like, there's no, they're not, you know, I don't even know what job you have. Like, it's so, I, I thought he was saying something as well, not only bragging about things, but saying something that, you know, maybe a lot of people have felt. And he just rides that, he's on that beat, man. And it's just like, sounds, the sample or whatever, the production is amazing. And it's just him rapping, which I think a lot of times people love or you know he gets criticized for singing but he just rapped on this this song he's fresh he's not doesn't sound outdated he's still putting out you know he still loves it you can tell Mm -hmm. and he's been running the game for 10 plus years so i don't know i really like lemon pepper freestyle i think it's uh lemon pepper wings are amazing as well that's like, what I think I don't know if that Has relation to that
1: I I, I love What a ferocious Raptors fan he is Like I, I got back yeah. into Following the NBA Maybe three Four years ago But my wife And I went to Chicago And we managed to see The Bulls play the Knicks And you yeah. know, the, the Bulls were the team When I was a kid Because of the whole Jordan era So And, and my wife Really enjoyed Watching the game as well So she's like Oh We can do this So we've been watching The games and he's hilarious how how antagonistic he is as a fan to the opposing team yeah. it's crazy
0: well he loves toronto so much too he's from there and i think i respect that greatly too because he literally put the city on the map like he's the, he's like a lot of times celebrities um, or people get really well known from that city or from their city don't really talk about their city as much this guy talked about it to the point where i think i just saw something where. He's also bumped up the real the the, the gross percentage of money that city makes. What like he's he's in the like you know when they do a breakdown of like what what makes the city money, I think he's a part of it. So uh, he's definitely put the city on the map. It's exciting, and I think also we're all Canadian, so you gotta you gotta have that love from someone who's from Canada watch all my wrist never show me crunch time cuz i ain't never let it come to that one time so be real man i never did one crime but none of my brothers could capture that line at all kill me that's talent god wasted it's a noodle sriracha i still taste it. when mama was too tired to cook and we had the basics
1: all right so moving on reluctantly from drake who we listening to now <laughs>
0: Oh, we're listening to Place Like This by Majid Jordan. And Majid Jordan, uh Toronto like like they're they're actually on the OVO uh Drake uh label. And uh this song again Majid is the singer and Jordan is is I th- I think they they both like Majid is singing. So when you're listening to the record and uh I I was talking to another artist and they said that when that song I didn't even realize it when that song when they hear that song it was kind of like a new wave of arm not new wave of R&B but like such a unique sound mm-hmm. that I didn't hear before and then it brought me because I remember I think the song came around 2013 or 2014 and it's the first time I've heard of them and I saw the video and I was like whoa what is this this is like it's like R&B but I don't know the song it's just it's just uh, I felt unique I don't even know if that's a word. So that when he said that just recently, it reminded me, and I went back and played the song again. I was just playing it like a few times during the day, and I was like, "It's so great, dude! It's like almost like, like not cinem- cinematic. It's like, again, it, 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 yeah, it doesn't it it, feel, it doesn't feel just like a song. Does that make sense? Like, you know, how you'll be listening to so this? It just feels bigger than just bigger than a song.
1: Well, I listened to this. I don't know if sense. No, 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 no. You do because, and and there's a theme emerging in terms of like artists who paint pictures and tell stories but this track because there's a sadness and a realism to this where like you know when you know when you hear music and you can almost visualize the story and for me it's all it it was almost sort of unfolding like a play like it's it's sad when life is like this it's sad when this happens you know And they're all sort of kind of keystone moments that a lot of people would have experienced. And it's essentially about a relationship that's that's breaking down. And it's sad that it got here uh, because everyone's been there. Bro,
0: it's funny that you said that because I I broke up with a girl that I was dating for eight, eight or 10 months. And that's the song I kept playing. I was in Vancouver, I was doing comedy there and I was sad from that breakup. And I think I was drinking and smoking weed all week. I think I was smoking weed in the morning I was just not doing well, and I remember that's the song that was the soundtrack in my head, and I was playing that song, playing it over again because I felt that sadness.
1: But but you gotta do it. Like when, when that happens, you need you need that song that 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 kind of yeah. that punctuates the moment. It's just like this 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 sums up where I am right now, and you you have to wallow in it for an amount of yeah. time before you can take the next step to to move away from it and and get better. Because if you try and move past it too quickly and you haven't dealt with it, you've not processed anything. and, And when you're doing that, you need a soundtrack. So I completely understand what you mean. I'm glad you do though. I from Mahid Jordan who's up next
0: well we have a song um Ali by Mustafa and Mustafa's from Toronto as well and I had um I'd hear I'd hear about him uh Mustafa the poet like for for years like in Toronto in the city and I think he was he did a lot of spoken word poetry I believe and then I, how did I so I saw the song staying stay alive that's what, one of a single he put out and it was just he, I heard him recently in a video say it's like rap, it's like folk rap folk, rap, okay. like folk music, rap it sounded like he was saying, and I was like, oh, that, yeah, that's kind of dope, but it was just like, again, he was painting a picture of, I feel like, how, like, the, 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 the area he was in, or the story he wanted to tell, and it was just so, such a beautiful, this song specifically is so beautiful, it sang so beautifully, the video is great, and just like... You know not that like it it makes me sad but like not in a in a good it's just like it just brings out emotion and i and i obviously a lot of people are are big into songs that can draw that emotion i'm just not listening to it and it's just a song for a song it's just like this is some real raw emotions it's honest it's he's telling a story again and it's I think it's just a beautiful song. That's how, how I could best des- best describe is that this record is a beautiful, beautiful song. He's I, I think he's a great musician.
1: Yeah, like the second time I listened to your mixtape earlier this evening, this was the track that I kinda got stuck on. You know, like I was just like you listen to it a second time and you and you you peel another layer off it. You you, you realize you notice more. And you start going, Oh, this is actually this is like it was good the first time but this is actually a beautiful song this is yeah. this is beautifully crafted and then so yeah i think this is definitely one that i'm gonna keep revisiting i'm glad man i'm glad you yeah. know all right now now oh, we have uh, this yeah. is a hard
0: left turn this is a big hard left turn. this is a huge left turn dude this is like I was debating this turn, but I felt I had to put it in this is uh exile by
1: Taylor Swift featuring Bonnie Vare. um love Bonniee and, bon Iver and- you know what? Like, you know what you were saying earlier about watching the Justin Bieber documentary and it changing your perception? Yeah. I had exactly the same thing with the Taylor Swift documentary when that came out. Like, oh, I have to see that. I see it. So good. Like, I'm a sucker for, for a good music doc. Like, even if they're an artist that I, I, I wouldn't listen to. Like, it could be about Celine yes, Dion and I would be interested. But I saw the Taylor Swift thing and, like, I, I, I used to be a gigging musician. So the second I could see the substance in her songwriting and in her musicianship, the, the respect level just went up and I had a completely different take on her.
0: Yeah, man, I, I'll be honest with you. I never really listened to Tay-Tay. That's what they call her, I guess. Um, Rami is a very funny comedian and is where I'm on a show, well, his show, uh, you know, part of a cast on a show called Rami that I think it airs in Channel 4 in London or the UK. So he had come out of a room and he goes, He's playing, I think, that song. He goes, Yeah, I'm like, What is that? I think he was like, This is Taylor Swift. I go, What? And it had like this folk music sound to it. I was like, This is Taylor. And then I went home and listened to folklore because of him. I wasn't even, I wouldn't listen to him. And this song stuck out. Someone else, another friend a year ago, I think a year before that, put me on to Bonnie Vare. I -hmm. was like, This guy's great. I think it was Skinny, Skinny something. Yes. The song. So, I don't know, this was also at the time um, a friend of mine had passed away in July. And I just remember playing this album almost every night and Exile had just like, it was again, it was, it was like sad, it was a sad song. I believe it's about breakup. Mm-hmm. And it's just like something about that, whether I'm actually sad or not, it draws me in. I just love songs like that. Cause it, the rawness of it, but also it's sad. Like I think you said whimsical, like there's mm-hmm. hope still. It's like, it's like why I, why i love frank ocean you know and i should have i now that i think about it, it's like i didn't put frank it's it's if you know me and you saw this playlist and there was like no frank ocean on that you'd be like what you talk about this guy all the time and uh um, i believe because i would i would have put the whole album on
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you know i think you know that's against the rules dave <laughs> i know and
0: blonde <laughs> is like so amazing and i feel like you know i just you know the thing is also too, I just gone through something with a girl last year and you know, and, and that there's a self-control there's a song on there. And I, mm-hmm. I think I didn't want to put it on because that song I would always make me think of her all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was listening to Blonde so much in uh, January, February. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that this song reminded remind me of, of maybe, you know, I should have put Blonde on here. But again with Frank, why I bring it up is that his songs are sad but there's hope in them, I feel. Yeah. At the same time. And that's yeah. what I feel like with this Taylor Swift and Bonnie bon
1: Iver song. Bon like I'm so impressed with bon Iver's range because like the vocal at the yeah. beginning of the track is so low. And and most of his stuff he sings in a in a higher register. Like um yeah. like the first bon Iver track I ever heard was Skinny Love, like you said. Yeah. And like that's one of those tracks where you like You'd latch onto it, and when this is the song that I'm listening to today, I don't know if I'm going to put on any other music. I might just listen to this track, um, and I oh, love his stuff, man. Um, and I think I'm 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 impressed by Taylor Swift. You, like you were saying earlier, like take using the time that we've been given, that we were, yeah. that we didn't ask for and we didn't expect, using the time productively either from a point of like personal growth, but she actually took that time and created some art. And yeah, yeah, yeah she's gone up in my estimation massively. I, I massively, I, I, and I, I underrated her massively before uh, learning more about her and I, I give her a lot more credit now.
0: Yeah, same man,
1: same, big, big fan. So what am I defending now?
0: you were my town now i'm in exile seeing you out i think i've seen this film before
1: okay so moving on from taylor swift and bonnivier we find ourselves at your final track but before we get into that for the benefit of anyone who's discovering you for the first time, where's the best place to find out about who you are and what you do?
0: Well, if you if you go to obviously follow me on Instagram, uh, Dave Merhej, M E R H E J E. Now there you can find you know if you go to Netflix, uh, Comedians of the World, I'm in the Canada sec Canada episode because I'm originally from there, like I said. And there's an uh, um a, a album that also was a special first called good friend bad grammar that's on amazon uh prime in the uk and the us but that i'm very very happy about very proud and it's also on apple and spotify streaming and there's a show a great show a uh, very fun and still you know we're gonna film season three probably later this year that i'm so grateful to be a part of it's called rami and that's on channel four i believe in, in the uk and it's a hulu in, in america and uh crave stars in canada uh yeah and there's a podcast i do that it's very important to me and my co-hosts who are Fivos and ben ben's all uh, british but uh living um in america Mm -hmm. it's it's about mental health it's called the beautifully anxious oh amazing uh, Instagram, instagram page where you can go and download all the episodes we've put out so far and it's yeah he Ben is a real therapist so it's professional
1: amazing and then
0: uh and then myself who's not a professional therapist but you know we'll talk about you know i suffer from from like depression and anxiety and you know you know can you know i see a therapist through this podcast i literally started seeing a therapist and Fivos is also my co-host um and yeah we explore different things and, and it's great to have somebody that's professional so it's called the beautifully anxious and uh there's an instagram page and you can you know go on um, and and listen to the episodes that we put out so far so it, amazing it, all right uh, we'll,
1: we'll make sure that there are links to all of this in the show notes when the episode comes awesome. out all right so who's the last track by
0: this is very i love this man this record because uh, i also saw the tiny desk performance it's uh mm-hmm. 2009 by mac miller and um I don't know, man, it's just, I, I don't know if he's, if I'm uh, reading the song wrong, but it feels like a redemption for him. Like he's grown in that mm-hmm. he's telling you he's grown in that song. It's, its I think as an artist, since I started listening to his mixtapes back in the day, or at a young age till the, 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 la, the latest project he's put out, I think he's grown as a musician, he's grown as an artist and he's just, I don't know, I really believe there's such a good, um, songwriting it's honest the lyrics are great there's substance there and then this song this song specifically 2009 i it's one of my favorite mac miller songs and um it's like it's like sad again it's like sad song but i feel like uplifting as well and 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 i love it i really love this record man i've listened to it i don't know how many times i've seen the tiny desk performance where he performs this multiple times so it's
1: great. I I was kinda put onto Mac Miller by uh, comedian Michael Malone in a previous episode. Uh he selected Good News. Uh, I think it's from the Circles oh. record, I think. Yeah. Um and Mac Miller's i I knew the name, but I didn't really know much about him. And listening to that track on, on Michael Malone's episode kinda went, Oh, I've been missing out because he's, towards the end, unfortunately, he, he was so into like the live instrumentation. And that's why, yeah. that is my jam, you know? And- You dig that for sure, man. Yeah, and, so, and I, I saw the Tiny Desk concert as well. I was just like, oh my God, this okay. guy was amazing. So I got into him after he passed, and I'm just like, yeah. the, 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 the sadness and the regret you feel, cause you hear the potential of where he was going. Yeah. And and I'm sure there's probably going to be some material that gets released sort of uh, posthumously, but I'm really impressed by this guy.
0: Dude, I, dude, I remember I was on the train in New York, and my boy texted me goes, "Mac Miller passed away," and I was just legit like, I obviously I, I know this person, but I was legit saddened because I was just getting into it. So and like you said, he was more live instruments in there, and there was just this. Just 2009, and there's vulnerability, and you feel like it wasn't just, like, bravado. And it's, like, you know, really in rap music, it's, you know, you're not... You, I felt like he was talking about mental health, too. Mm-hmm. Talk about his, like, you know, issues he was going through. And it was just beautiful, man. I, I really love the way 2009 starts. And it's just, like, just everything about it, dude. It's, like, one of my... And I always get sad when I listen to it. I was, like, Oh, because, again, like you said, it's, like, I feel he had so much... He had so much growing, he was gonna do, and it was gonna just, you know, in, in the album circles, right? I think that's the last one. If you haven't listened to it, uh, listen to that one for sure.
1: Okay, Dave, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I've really enjoyed this. I hope you come back and do a side B with me at some point,
0: for sure, bro. I love, I love if, um, if the, my all my friends, you know, they, they, I, you know, we were just even, they were always like, man, you should just do some shit with music, bro. You talk about it always so much so this when you when you asked me to do this i was very hyped because i was like yeah, i love to talk music
1: you don't never gotta worry even when it's 730 and the time is running low when your heart gets cold see what's behind all the unturned stones and i'm a pro when it comes to my job but really i'm just trying to start believing in god now when it gets hard i don't panic i don't sound So that concludes this week's episode Uh, I really enjoyed talking to Dave Uh, I was a little apprehensive going into it Because I wasn't 100% sold on all of the music that he picked I don't know if that came across in the conversation But I kept the conversation constructive And I think we got on great Uh, I've put links to all of his creative endeavours In the show notes So you can check out his podcast and his stand up Uh, I watched his Netflix special On Comedians of the World And I thought it was great So yeah, check that out and let me know what you think As always, we've kept the music discussed played below the conversation because I believe that all musicians should be paid for what they do. So if you want to check out Dave's mixtape in full, you can find it on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. But for now, I'll see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike, probably back in my living room, speaking in my hushed tones. Take it easy.